Coming to you direct from the Norman Rockwell painting that is Spokane, it's the Queer Centric with your host, Queers Johnny. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Queer Centric. You know, we have so much fun on the show um, and we're excited. I mentioned uh, last week that we took a brief hiatus and it's nice to be back and talking about some very important things. And I want to uh, just wrap up some things. I want to remind everybody that Pride is happening in Spokane on June 10th and they still need volunteers. Uh, so please go to SpokanePride.org. Um, we are we would like them to be full up then uh, before, because we need volunteers too. So please also, we only need 10, they need a hundred. So, you know, let's get them filled up and then, uh, please contact us because we, uh, as we mentioned, uh, I'm going to be hosting main stage and we have a booth at pride and that's very exciting, but I can't be in both places at once. And we only, we have a very small team here. So we would, uh, covet the 10 people who have already volunteered. We love you forever. Um, <laughs> But also, let's help Pride out. They have been working their rear ends off. So go to SpokanePride.org for more information and to sign up to be a volunteer. We also want to say that we are starting more video segments on YouTube. And the new one is called Top 5. And so every week, you're going to get Johnny's Top 5. <laughs> and they go all over the place. Oh, I have no <laughs> doubt. I no will tell doubt. you, the one I loved was Top 5 uh, Underwear I Approve Of. And then the top, <laughs> it's, imp it's important. And then the more important one is top five. What the fuck are you thinking? Do not. Oh, oh, and yeah. all I got to say is the most, you're going to find it on the list, but Tanner, I sorry, because straight guys do this a lot. So sorry if this is uh, something you do, but this, I'm, I'm helping you guys out. I hate just regular boxers. Frat boys love them. They're just, <laughs> what are you doing? Tanner, Tanner, be honest with me. Is that part of your wardrobe? Wait, okay, what was it again? Just regular boxers. Just the, not the boxer briefs, just the hang loose and, you know. So I, I am mostly a commando guy, but when I'm not, I'm a boxer brief guy. That commando is in my top five uh, <laughs> thumbs up. Way to go. Boxer brief chat. But I hate, <laughs> I just feel like it's a lazy person who wears those, you know, you can put on anything, basically. <laughs> and you know how the front fly never does stay shut, so no. everybody gets a show? No. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. no. That's no. why I hate them. It's what? That's why I hate them. Oh, for real? Like, as a woman, yes. uh, do you find it sexy when no. a guy? No. See, I listen. I do not find boxers Proof. sexy at all. Thank no. you. So I told people in the top five video that I was helping the straight guys and my fellow queer brothers. So there, I feel like all I needed was this room now, and there's proof. So I don't want to hear nothing. It reminds me of an old guy. Thank you. Yes. yes old exactly. guys do that. Yeah. Really old guys. And I'm <laughs> like, show some effort. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Johnny, you've seen my button jeans. Boxers would just ruin that. Ex uh, that is so true. It, that is the true thing. And I have, and I gave you uh, my seal of approval. It looked great. I knew you were going to go out and kill it out there with those jeans on. But yeah, I can't. So uh, please tune in. Go to our YouTube page. We're going to start trying to release in the next couple of weeks. Uh, you will have, I did so many lists in one. You just sit and change I'm your excited. clothes and then do different I'm ones. I'm so excited to see I'm it. really looking forward to it. Oh, I die laughing every time you do that. It just cracks me up. And we are going to ask people, because I'm putting out a bunch of my own, and I'm hoping it'll inspire people to send me in. What do you want me to talk about? What top five do you need to know? Oh, I don't want to give everything away. But we also did top five things that 
freak me out, which is a lot of them. So I had to narrow it. Have you ever seen the way sperm whales sleep? No. I cannot say no. I have. You, Tanner, you said no? No. So don't watch it at night. It freaks me the hell out. It's like aliens are real. <laughs> Everything I've ever believed in, it's bullshit. It's freakiest thing you've ever seen in your life. And they sleep in groups. And so they're all doing the creepiest thing you've ever seen. It is terrifying. It's terrifying. It gives me nightmares. I accidentally ran across it, and I can't get Should it out of my head. Should we chat about that, it's, it's a thing. It's a thing. I'm like, what the hell? Are you having Listen. phobic fears of this? I've listened. Wait, you go look at it. You tell me. You okay, tell me how you feel about it. So, of course, top five on YouTube. Please go. We also want to say, <laughs> go to the social. You know that annoying moment? I said this last time, too. That annoying moment on every social thing where the person always says, uh, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Um, now I understand. Yeah. Please like and subscribe to everything that Absolutely. we do. It is the... I mean, you know, at a certain age, I'm like, oh, the kids, I can't. Uh, no, it's it's real life, real yeah. life things. Oh, yeah, there, sure. there. He's showing, Kurt is showing, look, straight up and down, in groups, just in the middle of the ocean. It looks very Can, peaceful here, I'm gonna to show me. It. You have to go up. <laughs> Do you see that, Tanner? Oh, my gosh. What is going on? <laughs> like, how come we were never taught this in school? Never talk. You're just going through the ocean. Everything's fine. And then all of a sudden you just see these gigantic things just straight up and down. And they're not moving because yeah. they're sleeping. I'm like, <laughs> aliens are real. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> so go to all our socials. Like us on socials. It's amazing what it does for a little show. Yeah, absolutely. We used to call absolutely. our last show the little show that could. And yeah. this time I'm trying to up that even more. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Absolutely. okay. Also, we want to thank the people who have been nice enough to partner with us. Sometimes uh, places will agree to partner with us. And I have that moment where I'm like, why? But thank you. But why? 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 Yeah. It's that imposter syndrome that you're like, I am oh, so honey, grateful. I have been dealing with that all week. It's just like been crazy. Right? With your yeah. big changes coming up. Yeah. yeah I want to talk yeah. about that too. Yeah. So I just want to say Fox Theater uh, downtown, they are amazing people. So please, uh, you know, Keep your money local if you can. We just want to mention that I Mom So Hard is coming to the Fox Theater in downtown Spokane on June 10th. Um, and also the Steel Woods, which is a cool, really cool band, is on June 17th. You can go look at tickets and buy some at foxtheaterspokane.org. And finally, of course, you know we love our friends. They've been with us for a decade now. West Coast Entertainment at First Interstate Center for the Arts has Disney's Aladdin from June 27th to July 2nd. And you can get tickets at broadwayspokane.com. They also announced their new season, so you can go get season tickets. Let's uh, let's support the arts and Absolutely. keep Spokane cool. That's Absolutely. What I think. Actually, that's what I'm doing Mother's Day is we're seeing Chicago. Oh, my God. Yeah. I didn't say Chicago because, first of all, I don't think the show will be out with enough time for people to yeah, get tickets. Yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah, also yeah. bitter because <laughs> I wanted to go, but we're so packed lately. But you yeah. know I played Mary Sunshine. Did you really? I did. And the, it has been my favorite show I've ever done. Yeah. And it's because the camaraderie of, yeah. a, of a cast like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah it's twisted. Yeah. It's dark. It's fun. It's funny. I love the self was... tango. It's oh, just, I have to listen to best. it all the time. And to see how each show kind of arranges it on stage. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tanner, yeah. you were my theater buddy. We were in a show together. Have you seen Chicago? Yeah, in fact, I, so I've never gotten to see it live yet, unfortunately, because I'm poor, so I don't really get to enjoy the theater <laughs> as much as I would love to. But I remember 
uh, you in Chicago was one of the first things we discussed. Yeah. Because it was the first time I ever felt, and I had been doing theater for years, first time I ever felt like a real actor was having to play yeah. this woman and you have to trick the audience. And I'm like, if yeah. I can do this, I can you do, do anything. anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, Tanner and I did 1940s Radio Hour and that was where we met and that was a whole lot of fun. But theater is important. Culture is important. Absolutely. So support it in wherever you're 100%, listening. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Wherever you're listening right now, support your local community. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my oldest and my um, and their partner are um, do a lot of stage managed crew mm. work with so civic. important. So, oh, yeah. Unsung yeah. yeah. Oh my God, is that not true? I always think of the stage managers who have saved so many, so many shows. Oh my God. Oh <laughs> I know God. that um, when we went. Of course, since it's my oldest child, I have, you know, they let me know when it's time to get tickets. Like where you want, what you want, what week you exactly. want to be there. So, yeah. they had the entire and. I don't, the only real biological family I have here are my children. Yeah. But we have built a family. I've lived here for 33 years. And I told you that I came with my best friend. Yeah. And so my oldest decided the family was coming and we went to Jersey Boys. Oh, that's a great show. It was amazing to the Ah. point where they text me the next day and said, it was on fire. And I'm like, yes, it was. <laughs> then they're like, no, literally it almost, I'm like, okay. It is amazing what we don't know out in the audience. Oh, I know. It was going just, on behind. They mm-hmm. did. That was just. Anytime yeah. I'm stressed out or I feel like I have so much to do, I remind myself that uh, these cool things that we get to do in life, we need to remember yeah. that the cool things are, you have to tell yourself, Oh my God, my life is exactly the fun I make it. And, Yep. It's not that fun for everyone, so I need to stop. I need to breathe and you know calm down and enjoy. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yes. I love that that Tanner's on board too because he. I see that head of oh, moving. Because, like I said, this past week has been amazing. Like Tuesday night. Um, so real quick, just get the story out of the way. So I I made a new friend on Bumble. Yes. And uh, we were gonna hang on Tuesday, just you know our first in person meeting. And her friend's boyfriend won tickets to a concert, and she's been having a rough go with things, the friend. And my new friend was like, would you like to go to a concert for our first hangout? I hope you don't get weirded out by that request. I'm like, oh, I'll go. So we went to see Godsmack. I saw that. Oh, wow. I, I admit, before, I really wasn't much of a Godsmack fan. Nothing against them, just didn't really know them much. I am a Godsmack fan now. They <laughs> put on a Oh, oh my gosh. That's awesome. And oh, she seemed gosh. like a really cool uh, friend to hang out with. Oh, my gosh, Johnny. <laughs> I think I think she's the female Tanner. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. She seemed pretty cool. So I stalk all my guests on social media, and that's how I knew that you had gone out with this, <laughs> this lovely, lovely young lady. Way to go. That is a good week. We're going to talk a little bit. uh, One of the things uh, coming up to the show is I was talking about how transparent you are. As a matter of fact, why don't I get our little preamble, uh, special, you know, what's the word I want to intro for you guys out of the way. I just want to say after I do it, if you want to add anything, because it's, of course, concise and to the point, please feel free to do that. Uh, If you need people, want people to know something different. I used to tell people they could say as little or as much as they wanted. But I realized if you give a lot of people this choice, they say nothing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm like, I'm just going to keep it, keep it. 
exercise and we'll go from there. Being that we are in Mental Health Awareness Month, we thought it would be great to continue our conversation about the importance of mental health with some people that I adore. Two friends of mine, mental health professional Holly McGinnis, that's right, to my loft, and a gentleman I've known for quite a few, I mean, quite a few years, I think it's over 10 years now, uh, which is crazy. Yeah, we're coming up, yeah. (laughs) Right? He's chosen to be very transparent about his own mental health journey, especially as of late. Mm -hmm. We're happy to have Tanner Roberts on on the show as well. Welcome, you two. Thank you. Thank you. I thought Thank it would you. be an important thing to have not only the the um, point of view of someone who builds their life inside mental health yep. and being a professional, and then to yep. bring a community member who is living the journey, doing the, the stuff they need to do, and being very open about Absolutely. some days it's not yeah. easy but you still do yeah. it's almost like uh it's almost like rehab you do the work <laughs> and then you know and you get from things what yeah. you put in and and it's never easy and i never make yeah. light of that but it is i think it's important that we talk about it for sure so mm-hmm. especially as we come yeah. to pride uh the lgbtqia two plus all of the the letters in the alphabet soup uh there is a Sadly, unfortunately, a disproportionate amount of people dealing with mental health issues, a lot surrounded by trauma because there's a lot of trauma, but just life, let's just face it, it's hard. Life is full of trauma. I mean, uh, none of us are getting out of it alive, and sometimes we really feel the shrapnel around us. Absolutely, without a doubt. Mm -hmm. Do you think that, so let's just start over here. So do you uh, have a feel for the queer community? I do. It's kind of come, just kind of, Chris, you and I met when I was still in grad school. Yes, I remember. Which was so long ago. Yeah, I got ended up getting swabbed for gunpowder because I was running my mouth oh. a little bit because we were waiting in the TSA line. I mean. I was being a little Karen. <laughs> yeah, I had that coming. Anyway. So that's where it started. My my final internship in grad school was with, was with Spokane AIDS Network. And that's where I really got to learn about the community and start to engage. And then I met you yeah. and started listening to your show, which was just right. insanely good. <laughs> and then I moved into, I had a brief job where I got threatened by a gun, but that's a different story. Oh my gosh. Um, then I moved to private practice. And when I went to private practice, I knew immediately what I was going to say was, I will not work for you if we don't see the LGBTQ oh, community. That's, that's amazing. And they understood. And yeah. that's so that's what I did. Right? I immersed myself in learning the unique challenges of being, you know, as human beings, we want to the reason we're at the top of the food chain is not because of the way we're built i mean right. we're not built like lions or right. uh, elephants or Sharks rhinos or, sperm or anything whales, like that none of them none of them, yeah. none of them. <laughs> we are not it's our brain yeah it's our brain that makes us that so we and the need to have each other so we don't like to be different we yeah. like to be unique yes but we don't like to be different yes and so it makes us uncomfortable. Exactly. Yeah. And I would have clients come in who were just destroyed by this tiny little part of who they are. Yeah. yeah. And not feeling safe to be. I mean, their family, you want to watch me go mama bear bat shit crazy? 
come to me and tell me you had an amazing kid until they told you they were gay. Oh, that hurt. And I will kick you. I will. I'll be like, get the hell out of my office. Because clearly you, you uh, don't understand what it means to be a parent. Yes. You don't understand what that means at all. You don't. I just, I, one of the things that this job uh, affords me is I will get letters. And just yesterday I had a long conversation with a mother who's in Yakima talking about how her son, who is now 19, came out to his mother as trans. Yes. So, and it's just beginning. And and she said to me, uh, Jonathan, I don't understand it. I'm just trying to love. And I said, yes. and there you go. Yes. That's all. You, I said, I'm not going to understand every single person I, I cross in life. And that's not my job. No. My job is to offer a safe space and always, always show love. One of the things I want to say is I feel like I, I get uncomfortable when I look at statistics that say um, that one in five gay adults experience mental health uh, more so than their heterosexual counterparts. I don't like that. I feel like that already puts us at an us them. Understood. And so, but what I do say is we all, it affects marginalized communities. And that's more than just me as a gay man. There's so much more uh, marginalized that isn't just sexual orientation. Absolutely. Um, so I don't, I do like putting the facts out there and saying, listen, this is hard and we all need to remember. But I don't like, because I feel like I have my friend Tanner who goes through a lot and processes it different than I do. And this isn't easy. So to say, you know what? And this isn't what it means, but this is what it feels like. You know what, Tanner? I'm gay. So sorry about it. Uh, I trump that, but that's yeah. not true. So I want to talk to mm-hmm. you. You have a lot of friends, uh, and they're from all over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where yeah. Where did you make the decision, I'm just going to be open? Because it's not like it's easy for you, especially down in yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah. Oh, dang, dude. Oh, yeah. I thought I yeah. grew up in redneck hell. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's hard. And I we... grew up in southeastern Indiana, near oh, Cincinnati, see? Ohio. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I... I have friends, and they've told me stories, and I, I relate. Um, yes. I, I, I I'm about, as, I'm about as southern as you can get without crossing the border. You could see Kentucky <laughs> from where my grandparents <laughs> lived over the river. My you could God. see it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was uh, – so I've lived in Oklahoma my entire life. I worked at a, at a – I worked at a Cherokee casino for seven years. Wow. So I know the type. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's – I – I, I just kind of grew into allyship. I can't really explain it. Um, I, I wish I could, but I'm just, I'm just different. Yeah. I feel like I, I, I somehow was built different than the rest of my family. And I'm not saying that as, as a, anything against them. Yeah. It's just, I, I just really like seeing people smile and I like seeing people happy that I, I just like people. And like, that's where it comes from. And, uh, I just I, I, I meet these wonderful people like John like Johnny and I'm like how can anyone hate him? Right. Like, I tell right? people that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but what made but, you want to be open? What made you listen, vulnerability is not the easiest thing to be, and to be vulnerable just out loud, you know, what made you go, I'm just gonna share what I how I do this? Um, what really did it was because I grew up with no one else being open. Um, 
And I had to learn that a lot of the things that I feel and, and the things that I believe, I thought I was the only one. And as I grow older, I realize we now have these generations younger than us, especially in this state, who feel like it's not safe. So I want to let them know, no, it's okay to feel and think that way. You're not alone. There are others out there. And the louder your voice is, it's going to reach them. And then they will have a place of comfort, and then it will just grow and grow and grow from there. Absolutely. Like, so transparency has been kind of a very big thing for me over these past few years. And I've been open about so much more, and it's been one of the most freeing things ever. And I honestly um, feel that, like, this, like, in April, I came to the conclusion that I, I feel the best I've ever felt in, I dare say, my entire life. Good for you. Well, and I feel like uh, part of it is the culture down there. Part of it is a, is a belief system that is pretty strong down there. Uh, but you have people who've tried to shame you, like to be that honest. They've tried to shame you accepting all the pieces of yourself. So I mean, that's yes. part of it too. This I love. You know, I love that right now you seem so. Uh, bubbly and happy, but I know it's not always like that. So you're right. I think no. it's very important that that, that yeah, honesty is not, out there. It's, I mean, because this, okay, so when I first told a uh, few of my friends that I was going to, that my ex and I were getting a divorce, one of my friends, he was blunt about it. He just straight up said, good, because you lost your sparkle. Oh, yeah. And that hit me so hard, and that's my journey over these past few years has been getting my sparkle back. Yep. You and need that on a t-shirt. I remember, <laughs> I, yeah. With lots of sparkle. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, and I keep saying that, that, that this year is, is going to be how Tanner got his sparkle back. Oh, so, I like and, that. And, and I feel it because as my friends, as a lot of my friends have said was they never saw that my light was dying, but they saw that it was dimming. So I'm trying to be the bright, I'm trying to be, not as bright as I was, but I'm trying to be brighter because I'm realizing I can be. I thought I, I thought I reached my peak when I was younger, but now I'm like, there is no peak. You just keep going up. Exactly, and that's what I'm trying to do. I have to say that having friends like that who who are able to say those things, I'm just gonna say there was a moment in the last few months where I love what I do, um, and sometimes it takes a lot. And a really good friend. Uh, sent me a note after a big show that I had done and said that you noticed that I can deliver because that's my job, but there was something missing. Yes. You could see it in my yes, eyes. Yes, I could see it in your eyes. That changes everything. You know what I mean? Having friends who are like, ah, I noticed something and mm -hmm. I'm just going to tell you that this is there because it isn't having friends that point some things out that will help us if we choose. You did an amazing job that night, but Thank I could you. see it in your face. Yeah. And if someone hadn't, I was going to take that burden as we do on my own. Yeah. If I didn't have a friend who said that and yeah. then made me go, okay, I'm not crazy. Nope. This, I feel it. It's seen. And that gives us the choice then. What yeah. am I going to do? Because I want to say another, I love statistics. Uh, I mean, I'm not thrilled when they're not great, but they, you know that less than half of people who are experiencing mental health issues uh, less than half of them actually seek treatment. Absolutely, especially men. Is it? It's cultural. <laughs> oh, I'm it guessing. Is absolutely, we raise our men in this country to see mental health as weakness. 
instead mm -hmm. of seeing it as a strength of coming into your own. Because the other thing that I have is I, ha I carry two licenses now. I'm a licensed independent clinical social worker, and I'm a licensed uh, substance use disorder oh, professional. Oh, nice. Important, yes. So that's wow. what I do. I'm, yeah. I work in co-occurring disorders. And when I work with men, I, I, I love to say, I can make grown men cry. <laughs> and many of us grown men need to. Yeah, and that's exactly <laughs> it. In fact, you know, Monday we'll find out if I'm doing a TED Talk on that. <gasps> Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. I, I wow. You would be brilliant. I proposed a TED Talk on the necessity of crying. Yes. When we don't let ourselves feel, it hurts us physically. It will it will make you sick. It will give you, I mean, it can give you any one of a million different things. Yes, because you keep it all in. I used to think I had an aunt and she... Uh, Unfortunately, she died of um, pancreatic cancer, and I used to say she was so bitter for so many years. I'm like, your body has to put it somewhere. Yeah. If you're yeah. not going to let it out, people have heart attacks, yep. uh, bad things happen. So yeah. I think that's amazing. It's also because we're taught not to access our emotions. I, I just uh, I did a great interview with a magazine, Underneath Your Beautiful, and we talked about how we are told to be vulnerable now. Oh, that's yeah. the new thing, yeah. but not too vulnerable. Exactly. I don't want exactly. you to make me uncomfortable. Exactly. But I still think so. It's almost like in our society, we still are having a little fight with it. We're saying, okay, we understand Absolutely. vulnerability is important, but at the same time, oh, that makes me feel weird. We don't like that, and we want to fix it. That's how yeah. people are. Yes. When you have somebody, actually, when I auditioned for the TED Talk, I had a kiddo in the audience who asked me what to do because he had a friend who'd lost a parent oh, yeah. and had not been feeling, what do I do when he cries? And I truly looked at him and said, see it as a gift. Yeah, a huge gift. Because it's that's trust. what it is. If somebody it's can trust. cry to you, if somebody can feel with you, yeah. they have put, they've invested, that's true vulnerability. Yeah. That's being mm -hmm. able to feel. Exactly. And some mm -hmm. people are like, they just struggle with it. They yeah. just can't go yeah. there. I've worked with folks who have been in the military yeah. who were trained that way. Because it's a sign of weak exactly. weakness, which exactly. is, it isn't, but that's what we're talking. Uh, Tanner, you are, uh, you know, this, this, I'm going to put a label that, you know, whatever you say, but a heterosexual man out there who has allowed himself to be open. What's that experience been like? Um. It's been amazing, um, honestly, because I, you, you know very well, I have no problem crying. Right, right. Um, it is actually something I that's just natural to me. I, I was watching the new the new Muppets show today, and I was crying. Oh yay! <laughs> I cry at uh, right. Starbucks commercials, so I love this. <laughs> I, I do. Yeah. I can't. I can't help it. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Like there, there, there are like there's videos on YouTube that specifically I will watch. To get my tears going like oh yes that yeah. I, I i love crying i admit i love crying i, I, I love i love it because yeah. i'm at the point where i love emotion i finally love all of my emotions even the ones that i've tried to fight and hide for so long my anger was a big one for me and well i say it was anger what, what my problem was was aggression because i didn't know how to properly show my anger or yep. to release yep. my anger yep. And so now I'm working on that, and it's been amazing because I, I, I'm not proud of some of the things I've done or said in anger and frustration. And now I'm taking my breath. I'm 
I'm working on my words. I I'm doing I am doing so much better at it than I did years ago. Yeah. Well, you're doing the work. This is what's fascinating to me. It's like people uh, who jump into relationships and they just want it to be plug and play. And I'm like, there is not a relationship that is perfect. Nope. That doesn't take work. Now there is a line where, Oh, this work isn't working yeah. or this is not good for us. Yeah. But don't be afraid of the work. It's what makes us closer. And it's what, what does these things. So, I mean, I think I, I mean, I take a lot of inspiration from you willing to, to put it out there. I know it's not easy. I'm a gay man. I can cry at the drop of that. I say I take after my mother because she does that very well. Um, but I also find being in media for as many years as I have, about 30 years now, you are... You ain't old enough to have been in media Isn't that it long. crazy? I, I started at 17. 10? Okay, yeah, 17. Right, right? I'm like, I, 30 years ago. And it is never... Well, dude. my daddy, who was a Baptist minister, at nine, they put me on stage. The minute they figured out I could sing, and, I, and by you them can. I mean... My uh, my mom and my dad and then my grandparents were ministers. So your voice did not become your own. It was controlled by yes. other people. You will do what we say, which is a whole other oh, yeah. therapy. Yeah. But I yeah. want to say <laughs> how I feel like because another fact that I read that I want to talk to you uh, about, Holly, is 160 million people live in a designated mental health professional shortage area. Yes. Which I didn't even know and was a Spokane thing. And Spokane is one of them. Oh, oh, yeah, I can tell you. And find us some insurance that will cover they don't. And the problem that you run into with that is I would have stayed in private practice if I could have afforded to. Yeah, yeah. A lot of folks, Spokane is, um, a lot of people in Spokane are on Medicaid, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm no. glad that Medicaid exists. Right. For a long time, I was on Medicaid. Yeah. The problem is they don't pay well enough. Yeah for you to make enough to live on. Right. I saw, I'm a clinical social worker. I wanted right. to help the least of those. Yeah. Um, I had to go to agency work to be able to do, and it is, it's horrible. People call me. I've had conversations with a lot of people who I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I just don't know. And it is a, I think it's a, uh, it's a, very obvious crack in what we already know is a broken system. Yes. And like I finally found, and you know, it's a very uh, important relationship of trust. Absolutely. So to find a therapist that you connect to, that's always my thing. Right. So I finally found this wonderful therapist and then my insurance changed and no longer is that person allowed to be my therapist. And I realize, and then my new insurance covers maybe two therapists um and really? it's yeah and it's like we need to remember but i think there's probably more than just insurance is a problem i do think it's a cultural stigma issue yeah that too so how do we first of all encourage um i want to say more people to become therapists but that's not even true either how do we encourage uh more of the right people Exactly. Exactly. And what a program do? they want to go through because not all <clears throat> therapists are created equal. No, for sure. No. Um, I'm I'm biased. I yeah. to become a, a licensed independent clinical social worker. You're going to bust your ass. Yes. To get a master's degree in social work. You're going to bust yeah. your ass. But you're going to have this whole person perspective. Right. That. In a mental health counseling, and I'm not saying there aren't good mental health counselors there. I've trained a few. Right. Um, but 
you've got to have somebody that genuinely wants to help and doesn't see and getting somebody who's willing to be open because I can't tell you how many times I've had somebody say to me, they're going to meet a new therapist. I hope the therapist likes me. And I'm like, Oh, hell no. (laughs) Oh my. This is how I usually do it. When I meet a new client, even when I'm working in agency work, we, I usually do some kind of behavioral health assessment, get an idea of what that diagnosis looks like and what do they need. And then I have a spiel. It's basically this. There are two people sitting in this room right now. One is smarter than the other, and I'll give you a hint. It isn't me. Oh, that's good. Because it's not. Yeah. I don't know what it's like to be you. I don't know what it's like to be a gay man in the Spokane right? community. I don't know what it's like to be a gay person in the world. It's hard. It's very it's hard. It's very hard. <laughs> but I can empathize with that. And being able to be who you are, feel safe with who you are, choose friends and family yeah. around you that will love you and appreciate you. I also really enjoy working with the family members. I remember when I was in private practice, I had a young person come into me because this young person would have these incredible panic attacks and just these absolute loathings just feeling horrible because they got their period really and they turned they were able to finally realize they were trans oh and they were teen they were young yeah and so we started going through that process and the family was right there mom was like how do i do this how do I deal with and the school? And what a gift that is that they're even open to have this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I always see, and I say it whenever I have a client, it is an honor to be given that trust. You have to treat it that way. Yeah. Because yeah. if you don't, you're not in the right business. Exactly, yeah. We are, in my opinion, we are only called to, listen, life is hard enough, like I said in the beginning, we are only called to love. That is all. And I don't care if you attach it to a religion or whatever. I don't. Just my religion needs to be loved. Now, it makes it hard, as you know, Tanner, being so open, It you want to love people. Sometimes people don't want to, like, be nice to you. Uh, you know, yeah, oh, yeah. So what was it? So you talked about, uh, you know, it's not natural in your family to be this open, to be in touch with emotions. What was it? Do you remember the moment that you realized that you were going to find this journey, you were going to find a different way, and it was okay for you to figure this out? So it, 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 it's really hard to pinpoint a moment because it's, it's been ever-evolving for me. Um, and it, it's, not that, it's not that that emotions weren't, weren't really allowed in my home because my dad is a very – he's reserved, but yeah. he also is a man who doesn't hide his emotions, at least around us. Yeah. Um, but he he handles things and he handles things well. Um, but I never saw him. I've only ever seen my dad cry maybe a few times in his entire life. And I don't think it was just out of weakness. It's just it, it was a generational thing. Yeah. It was you know what he was taught. But um, with me though, it was because uh, in high school I was the funny guy, and I was I I convinced myself. I wasn't allowed to be upset. I wasn't allowed to be angry. I wasn't allowed to be sad. I wasn't allowed to be that because that's, that's not what people wanted out of me. And then it, it was, I was always doing things emotionally for other people. I was, I was looking at everyone else's comfort zone instead of mine. Yeah. 
And it wasn't until recently when, uh, with my divorce that I finally, it's the first time I've really been on my own. And so now I've actually had to stop and think, what is my comfort zone? Because I've never thought about it. And then I just thought, well, I was so uncomfortable trying to do things for other people. I was like, just start doing things for me. Just start focusing on making my, because this is the only thing I'll really say in regards to my, my divorce um, and my previous marriage, but my, my ex used to always say during fights, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Yeah, yeah. I've heard that many times. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be both. And... I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, we had – this was near the end. We, we both agreed it was over, and we had a really, really heated fight. And I, I said to her, you know, you always say, do you, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? And I said, I want to be happy. And – she came back with, it's not my job to make you happy. And I said, you know what? It's not. It's my job, and I haven't been doing it right. Yep. And so that's what I've been trying to do. I've been trying to make myself happy, and I've also noticed that finally working on my own happiness and doing it in a healthy way has just I, – I feel like I'm blossoming again, honestly. Right. Um, I've been – like this past week, uh, I, I hung out with three different people for the first time. Um, and all three of them said to me, you feel really comfortable. And that meant the world to me, because that's what I want to be. I want to be a safe and comfortable place. And I wasn't that for myself for so long. And now that I'm actually doing that for me, it's finally getting to others. And And I think you bring up a very important point that we don't talk about, which is this other thing in society that teaches us that to care about ourselves is selfish and when you come from a religious background like mine that's the worst thing you can be oh yeah and yet we don't realize that self-care is important and that means selfish isn't always bad i think we get confused with the way we treat others equal that's not what we're saying i don't need to be like a, a diva and a bitch i mean i am but, but that's that you beautiful darling. exactly but it I has love nothing to do with you see the dude that's right <laughs> but the point is it's okay it's Absolutely. okay. You can still be confident in yourself and not be uh, conceited. You can still be uh, uh, caring enough to do self-care and to balance and realize that that's okay and it's not selfish. Yep. Because, And I wish people in my mom's generation would have understood that because they needed more of that. And I wish it was more... If I take care of me, I'm going to be much better at loving. I know when I'm hitting a depression because I get angry fast i wanted to touch on that especially with men um whenever a guy is sent to me whether it was in an agency or a private practice and i was told they had anger issues it's like no they don't (laughs) i want to know what's going on they're they're probably depressed yeah and that's how they hide it um or they're afraid of something and it would usually take a while for them to be because i can swear like a trucker i can be (laughs) it's why i trust you i know right it's like (laughs) i love i was like i I was i was coming in like shit i better get them f-bombs under control um but i never want somebody to feel like they got to be on with me i am not somebody i Jonathan was talking about what's coming up in my life and yeah. and um I'm I'm moving into an executive position and I'm like but I'm still Holly. I'm still the somebody who can you know shoot the shit and right. 
digs race cars and right i'm sorry it's kind of the bad thing that's a little bit of what grew up with me i love nascar it's kind you're of way more butch than i am i know right <laughs> right but i also enjoy makeup and perfect i've got right? my calvin klein collection on my dresser nice. and, and i got my little earrings in and i will dress up too but i'm not gonna apologize for liking i'm, I'm getting a motorcycle too a oh i could totally see that oh, for yeah. you yeah i'm getting yes. a so excited. Oh my God. My son is like, nope, you are getting this. I'm like, yeah, and it's going to be orange and black because I also love the Cincinnati Bengals. That's so, so great. Um, but Oof. being able to be who you are and being comfortable with it is not easy, especially if you grew up in a conservative yeah. life. If yeah. you grew up in a small town, I grew up in a small town. You know what my small, my hometown is famous for? Caskets. Oh, wow. Oh, you know what else it's famous for? Hospital beds. Uh, oh. Batesville Casket Company and Hillrom are there. They and you go down Pearl Street and on the left they got is the ho- uh, the hospital bed factory. Right is the casket. We got you coming. We got I you going. See, I was gonna say I feel like that's not. I don't want to live there. That's actually it. Actually didn't suck. Oh well, that's good. But I good. also knew I I've mean, actually lived here longer than I lived there. People were getting sick and dying 20. left and right. Yeah, I mean that's just. Yeah, I have a friend that messaged me during the pandemic. He's like, I'm gonna invest. Yeah. <laughs> like, Right. I think you bring up something that on a cultural level right now in our country is even bigger. First of all, you're talking about all these pieces of you. And there is this sense that we have that we cannot be full people. Yeah. That we can only, you know, if you're in Hollywood or you're in music, you can be one because they get confused if you you do more than one thing. Yeah, exactly. As a person, we're saying, well, this is what I'm allowed because I'm a woman. This is what I'm allowed because I'm a man. This is what we're doing with trans kids right now, yep. which is we need you. And this is what gets me. We decided what were boy things and what were girl girl things. And now it's like the Greek paradox all over again. And now we're letting that dictate our lives. We decided that painting nails were for girls, but little boys asking to have their nails painted makes them something different. But you're saying this is all, this is all of my pieces and this is who I am. Yes. Why is that so hard for us to accept? We don't like different, you know, people Mm -hmm. will tell me, when I was a kid, I was always drawn to, let me back up a little bit farther. I was told I was a bossy kid my whole life. I was. as a bad thing. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. My mom called me little Hitler. Oh. <laughs> I mean, damn. Oh. But, wow. um, yeah, well, she's not here, so she ain't gonna bitch about it. Um, <laughs> but one time, I can remember my aunt, because way back in the day, I knew I was going to help people in some way. I wanted to be a doctor. Nice. And my my aunt looked at me, I was about seven or eight, and said, well, why don't you want to be a nurse? And I get squared up with my hands on my hips and because I want to be the boss. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But then I went through my whole life that way. But yeah. then I was this chubby kid, and my mom had issues with her own weight, so she would project project that on me and I wasn't pretty enough and I wasn't smart enough and I believed that and I was severely depressed in high school and had no idea that I was because when I was in high school before you young people were in there I'm about to turn 54 that's beautiful yeah I suck at 47 so I'm hoping (laughs) I have many friends who are in their 50s I'm like you figure something out and when at 50 it's like Fuck it. Yes, I love that. It was like, fuck it all. I got two kids. I got all my degrees. I can do whatever the hell I want. Nobody got to tell me any different. I love that. I love that. 
But when I got out, you know, I remember there were times where I asked for help. And back then, HIPAA didn't exist. Mm -hmm. So they Mm -hmm. would call my parents. And I, I literally lived in a small town where if you were not a moody you were married to a Moody yeah. or oh. related to a Moody or you knew a Moody. Mm-hmm. I had cousins I didn't even know. Yeah. And wow. so I didn't do nothing in high school. I was the perfect child. Yeah. yeah. And my mom still says I was a pain in the said I was a pain in the <laughs> But then I went to college and I made sure I went to college the first time as far away as I possibly could. And not one person from my high school went to the same college because I didn't oh, want anybody. Yeah. I don't. And I've always admired women. Share, yes. I loved share, <laughs> and and it's I don't like to. I always wanted to be Chaz. Oh yeah, I wanted to be Chaz so oh, bad because sure. I'm like <laughs> that. And I had the doll, and I was a Barbie doll player. But my Barbies were like, you know, my brother had this Jeep for his GI Joe guys, and my Barbies were in there <laughs> doing all kinds of running or you know, exactly. And it was like. <laughs> It was like all my Barbies were running companies and doing all that. And that's how my whole life was. But then I got, when I went to college, uh, you know, I PhD'd in partying pretty hard (laughs) the first time around and got the PhD that did absolutely nothing for me. And then I ran away to Spokane with my best friend, Vicki. And, you know, today, you know, I'm very fortunate. She's the one person who's known me all this time since I was 20 years old. So now I'm Holly McGinnis. You know, L-I-C-S-W-S-U-D-P, M-H-P, but to her, I'm just Holly. Exactly. And it's uh, there's yeah. something amazing about people in our lives that can see us past all of those, the bullshit things that we yeah. put in front mm-hmm. of us to have people like that. Yeah. I want to say, so really quick, so you're going to hear a voice in the background, but you, he's not on camera. Um, <clears throat> one of the, So Daniel, the intern, everybody uh, who follows the show knows this young man. Uh, you came to me one day and it was very important to you that we do a mental health show. And I said, well, we can make that happen. It took us a little bit, but we got there. Why? Why is that important to you? Because I don't think it's spoken enough. I don't, I think mental health in every aspect of your life is there. And I think in every aspect, we put it on the back burner. And I think if we talk about it, then other people will talk about it. Absolutely. Someone start the conversation, which is what we like to do on this show, uh, with no shame. The thing we say, how many times do we have uh, admin meetings with me, you, and Kurt? And I'm like, at this table, we don't take the bullshit. It's everybody's welcome. Everybody needs to be to feel like they can say. You were talking about something that I talk about, have talked about for years, which is this idea that uh, we talk about diversity, and it's it's this idea of we're on these paths, and someone who is not what is considered societal norm is over here, and then you have those nice people like I love that for you. I love that you're yeah. following your own drummer. You know what would just bring it over Come here? Marco, I'd feel yeah. better if you were just walking next to mm-hmm. me. Yeah, we need yeah. to learn to feel better. By letting everybody be who they are. We need to celebrate everybody's yes. differences. 100%. This, exactly. Yeah. And that's uniqueness. what we talked about healing through pride at the last episode. So how important it is to learn to celebrate who you are, which is why I think it's so important to and have it makes, pride. It's making me crazy right now because I, I had to a long time ago and my job can be pretty stressful. I mean, oh, yeah. I've heard stories that just absolutely 
if you played poker with me, I'd probably whoop your butt because <laughs> I have to, you know, mm-hmm. and I've cried with clients. I've, but I've also built clients up to understand that they're not the mis- mistake. Nobody's the mistakes they exactly. made. Yeah, no. But right now, I am, I am just devastated. Why would you outlaw a drag show? Yeah, isn't it? It is desperation. I mean, my dream is to do drag as a woman. Yes, and there are drag kings everywhere. They're beautiful. Yeah. And I am a straight man who has actually been working on the drag persona myself. Which I love. I think it's amazing. And, And to take literature away from kids to learn about Mm -hmm. differences. I grew up in a small town where there was nothing for kids to do. I spent my summers in the library because it was too fucking hot and humid. And we didn't have air conditioning. So (laughs) I read and I read and I read. And why are we doing this? Yeah. Why is this? It always reminds me of, I think that the easiest way to control anyone is to uh, fear. Uh, what is the one thing that offers freedom? It's the arts. Let's take away all of them. Oh, yeah. Um, and drag is such, I think it's such, a, it's not dangerous. It's a revolutionary act. It's, it's amazing. It's people who are taking, because if you look, a lot of drag queens have gone through a lot. Oh, God. And yes. they take that pain and they create something beautiful. Yeah. And we're afraid of that because if I want to control you, you can't have freedom. That's and right. the arts give you freedom of mind and a way to escape. Well, we don't need that. We need to... Honestly, what they're trying to do is erase us and make us all the one, one person. And, and that's the problem. It makes me crazy. So I'm really glad that, because I know how hard, I've had family members come out to me. I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> right? But it was still yeah. hard. Yes. Because it's Because there's different. the internal, that is its own battle. Exactly. That we don't think about. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And and I never pretend to know what that's like. But I don't want anybody to change who the core of who they are right. Right. to and be in my life. Tanner, you talk about it's an evolving thing what you've been going through. That is what life is as an evolution. I told yeah. uh, the the nice mother who was talking to me, I'm like all any of us need is the space to figure ourselves out. And guess exactly. what? You will never land on an exact answer. So we need to give people the freedom to evolve the way that they need to evolve. Exactly. Things change. Tanner, you're a different um, person than you were, you know, two decades ago. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to say, you talking about parents, and we're talking about crying, I'm going to cry. That's all right. Um, Go for it. Because <laughs> my dad... Uh, very conservative, very Christian man. And um, we don't see eye to eye on a lot of things. Um, and a wedge was almost driven between us by an outside force. And uh, there was a lot he and I needed to, needed to talk through over the past few years. And I remember one night he, he talked to me and he said, you know what? He said, you're going you're gonna to do what you're going to do. And I can't stop you because you're an adult. He said, ultimately, your happiness is what's most important to me. And he said, and ultimately, I just want Tanner to be Tanner. Yep. And that's what so many kids need to hear. Yes. They, they need to hear their parents saying, I just want you to be you. Because so many people, they're being prevented from being themselves, and they're scared to do that. Yeah. And when a parent says that, 
it opens up so much. Like mm-hmm. that was the that ultimately that was the turning point for me last year when yeah. I was like, it's okay. It is okay to be me unapologetically because you know what? Yeah, my dad doesn't like everything I do, but at the same time, he doesn't want to hinder me and he doesn't want to stop my growth or hurt my growth. He yeah. wants he wants me to to continue living ultimately. Yeah. And that's what more parents need to do is say, we want you to live and we want you to live happily and we want you to live as you. And I hope that that is going to be one of the things that changes through these gen- through our coming generations is that more parents are going to be supportive of their children. One, I, I, can't, I, I can't really say 100% because my dad doesn't like everything I do, right. but at the same time, he's not going to hold, like he's not going to hold anything against me and tell me that I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and that is what a parent, when we, if you want to look at a definition, that's what a parent is there for. That is their job. And we're all, not everybody's going to agree with everyone. That would be the yeah. most boring world. So it yeah. is that beautiful, I don't have to understand everything about everybody around me. What I need to do is just love. That's it. Yep. You know what I mean? Because Absolutely. we're not going to get it. I don't walk in everyone's shoes. Absolutely. And, and thank God, because my shoes are, mm, it hurts. So, you know what I mean? We need to celebrate each other and say, you have a right to exist. And in I the want space you to exist. Good. Yeah. You make the world and, uh, a better place. And we all um, and do, and yeah, we don't exactly. understand that. Well, there's some people in Florida maybe don't, but. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about that. Um, and that don't get me started, because I will go back. Oh, on for real, stuff. for real. Yeah. Um, I was also reminded of a story that my friend told me about her, uh, how her father, um, again, much like my father, very conservative, very Christian, and he had a brother who was gay. And for the longest time, she thought that they just hated each other because of beliefs. But it turns out they just kind of drifted apart. Yeah. And so she showed pictures because, you know, uh, her father didn't know how to reconnect. Well, she had found her, her uncle's husband. And she showed uh, her father pictures of his brother and his husband uh, on a vacation they went, they went to, and she said her father smiled and he said he looked happy. Oh. And you know it was nice because here's this man who many people thought was you know bigoted and you know just didn't want to talk to his brother because he was gay. No, it's just that he, his he and his brother were two different people and they didn't know how to connect. Yeah. But that didn't stop him from wanting his brother yeah. to be happy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that really is, I think, as we look at mental health, uh, one conversation isn't going to fix this, um, but a conversation needs to happen. And we need to be, I do not think that we structure policies or laws to be aware that that's an important thing. No. Uh, I do not, we like to blame uh, people for being who they are. We like to blame the homeless for being homeless. We like to blame people with mental health issues mm-hmm. for having them. That's not what we should be doing. No, we should be all. helping. And the fact is we have to find ways. And the other thing that I find uh, unfortunate is, so a lot of people, because of the culture we're in, will self-medicate. They will find... And that's why I'm never going to be out of a job. Ever. Because they they are trying to comfort, to mask, to do all of the things that they need to do because life is hard mm-hmm. and because we have not created a system no. that's going to 
give them healthy ways. No. You know what no. I mean? I have to realize that I am lucky and I am privileged that I have insurance and I can find even one counselor. You know, it's a uh, crying, uh, a rich boy cry when I'm like, but there's only a few to choose from. The fact is, at least there's some to choose, choose from. from. Yeah. And we don't tell people <laughs> how that there are resources you know yeah, what i mean i absolutely. just feel and 100%. i feel like you run into that probably all the time all the time um one of the thing i'm passionate about it i mean it is mental health if you don't i treat it this way a lot of people get really hung up on the idea of taking medications and i'm yeah. open and honest about it i was severely depressed as a teenager it got worse as I got older, and right about the time I was 32, 33, I was diagnosed severely depressed. I've been on medication for the better part of my adult life. We've tried to take me off medication. That's not going to happen. Right. My brain has to have medication, and I treat it like this. Would you tell a diabetic they couldn't have their insulin? Thank exactly. you. Exactly. Amen. Yes. Would you tell a heart patient they shouldn't take their medication? Exactly. But we, for exactly. some reason, allow the stigma to affect the way we see something. I say the thing. I, uh, I, my mom, I love her with all of my heart. But God, it, so she, she came to me once after my father died, and they had put her on something, and she said. Jonathan, you're the only one I can tell. I feel like I'm 19 again. And I thought, Mother, this is beautiful. But the guilt of the church saying, all you need is God. Well, if God is the name of my medication, great. But that is not. And so she got off. And I see the struggle she has every single day because she can't do this. It wouldn't be fair to God. So you would give up the this ability that you found that you can feel because we're afraid. Listen. We as humans evolve, 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 and there is some brain chemistry that isn't like it was in the 1800s, exactly. and we have to mm -hmm. find ways. Why would we deny people or ourselves a way to be uh, a thriving, happy human being? Why would we do that? Because it's not the, you're not being part of the crowd. Exactly. The problem is, most of the damn crowd screwed up. Thank you. A hundred percent. You know, it's like. I say all the time, you know, I wish that everybody, because I don't care if you're having a good year or a bad year, even on good years, we all should have a counselor because it just helps keep you on the track of how to be a good human oh, and I've find our way. Oh, i for tune-up. That's what it should be. Yeah. We shouldn't be so well, afraid absolutely. of this. We make ourselves yeah. go into a doctor uh, a medical doctor, like, if you're me, way too often. But you do it to stay alive. You know what I mean? Why is it not the same? I want to ask each of you, and, I'm, and Daniel, I'll include you in this. Um, what do we think needs to change to begin to make the step? If nothing changes overnight. What are some a step we can take that you think would help? Keep talking about it. And make it normal. Yes. Make it normal to yeah. feel... One of my favorite movies, and when it came out, and I had been reading about it, that it was coming out, it was one of the best researched movies that was ever done, and it's Inside Out. Oh, yes. Movie. I actually have yes. all the dolls. Yes. So are you serious? I have all the dolls, and they are in my <laughs> office, and I have them all. My son, it was so funny. I had the anger doll only. My oldest bought that for me one day and said, you need this. That's I'm like, hilarious. He's my hero. And my oldest has sadness, so I borrowed both of those one day because uh, the first treatment center I worked at, we watched Inside Out. 
Yeah. And then my son, who's a toy collector purist, including Transformers, <laughs> but we won't get into that. <laughs> yeah, you don't know. There's probably That's like me. 700. That's me. Trans- I'm, I'm that guy too. <laughs> yeah, my son has probably like 700 Transformers in oh, my house. Wow. And I, at, since he was 16 wow. years old, we have gone to Cybefest over in Kent, Washington. Oh, my and, gosh. I, and, and that was my big mouth. But. Donnie, <laughs> Donnie. The Donnie knows all about my toys. Oh, like, <laughs> uh, just side note, if you want, he's an amazing photographer and he uses action figures. And mm-hmm. the pictures that come out where it looks like they're alive and they're actually doing things, yeah. I'm always in awe. And I, I keep telling him, someone somewhere needs to hire you. Because yeah. that's an important oh, yeah. skill. Oh, yeah. But go ahead. Sorry. But we need to understand that in order to feel, we have to have the whole range of emotions. When you were talking about self-medication, that's where addiction comes in. Yeah. And the problem becomes, yeah, you're making all that bad stuff stop, but you're also stopping the good. Yeah. I have seen more folks who are in co-occurring who have started to feel joy and are so unfamiliar oh, with yeah. it. Terrifying. It'll relapse them. Yeah. Yep. But the point of Inside Out was you can't have joy without sorrow. Yeah. You gotta understand that not everything is is perfect, and it doesn't need to be perfect. You have to make your peace with okay, this is part of the whole. It's all part of your journey. And when I talk about the necessity of crying, you know, I'll ask a client. (laughs) I've had many clients walk in my office go, "God damn it, I was gonna let you make me cry today." (laughs) Yep, and I'd be like, "You feel better." I feel like yes. that be an, you need to write a book and you need to call it The Necessity of Crying because um, there's so much to that. That's funny you say yeah. that because when I told my doctor when I went in for my physical a few weeks ago and told him, yeah, I auditioned because it was my oldest who wanted me to do it. My I oldest has that. been bugging me for years to do it. I'm like, <laughs> fine. So I submitted the proposal yeah. and they called me and whatnot. And when I told my doctor, oh my goodness, she was like, you're totally gonna get it. I'm gonna be front row you better. center. Me too. And you better. Then she goes, "Have you ever thought about writing a book?" Oh, it's <laughs> true though. It's true. Well, you know, I kind of got to get through this opening a new facility stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's all the all the pieces. Yeah. But see, I completely agree with that, Tanner. What would you say? What do you think? Something that needs to change that would put us on the right path. Um, like she said, talk about it because I didn't have anyone to talk about it for the longest time. Um, and then, uh, but the other thing is, uh, this is just a personal thing that I did. Um, don't be afraid to go out of your, of, out of your group. Yeah. Find others. Yeah. It, I mean, I've made friends with so many people across the world and many of them have now become my best friends. And I've been able to just talk about so much because you're not, everyone is going through exactly what you're going through. But there is one thing you're dealing with, someone else is dealing with. Yeah. And it helps to figure out how you both are dealing with it. Without a doubt. Not even necessarily to help each other, just to get it out so you both are listening. Right. And so you both can be there. We just, like, support. We need to be more open to support, and we need to not only to receive, but also give. And and so many people think that they need to fix a problem. Sometimes the problem can be fixed. By listening, yeah. by talking, yeah. and that was one thing I didn't have for so long was was no one to just. I had a few friends, but 
the people who were supposed to be like my number one, they thought that, that everything I was talking about needed to be fixed and it made problems so much worse. Yeah. Yeah. And now I have people who they'll listen to me and they'll talk to me about it and they'll, they'll talk about how it makes me feel. And then once we discuss that, then you start talking about other things and then it's not a problem anymore. Right. Right. And well, and it, it, it gives you the space to get it outside of yourself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is important. And to add on to yeah. what Tanner was just saying, a lot of times, and it kind of goes back to what you were saying, what happened with your ex about being happy or being right. We talk at each other. Oh, yeah. We don't talk mm-hmm. to each other. Yeah. We don't yeah, do yeah. what's called active listening. Oh, this no. is what I'm hearing yeah. you say. Tell me if I'm wrong. You know, we when we're talking at each other you didn't hear you're not hearing what the no. person says you're just figuring out what next bullshit you're gonna throw exactly at you're just waiting your turn yeah it's, exactly. you know as it's, actors we talk about that a lot there's a difference between yeah. when you're listening as an actor to the scene or when you're just waiting for your line exactly i mean there's an inauthenticity about it as yeah. as well yeah. i you know daniel my friend over there i want to ask you the same question you're very passionate about mental health what would you think what would be helpful I think um, first in a clinical setting, I think having more everyone in the room has been talking about talk about it. Yeah. Well, we need more people that will listen without judgment. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I think um, even when you're in a clinical setting, like I said, I am transparent with my mental health. I've been in a mental health facility. I like to call it the same asylum, but that's just my dark humor. Yeah, Yeah. totally get it. Totally get it. And um, I feel like the doctors and nurses there, they're so quick to just judge and diagnose. They're not listening. And I think if we have more that are willing to listen and treat you as a human, not just some person, it will Mm. be better. I like, and that that is very true. There is a difference. I was just talking to my family today because I have a new doctor uh, in my life, and I said I was shocked because she didn't rush and she listened. I'm like, I'm not used to this, and that's just the truth. So it doesn't matter what you're doing, what profession. How much do we all notice when we're going to a store or a place, and the person is like there paying attention to us? It changes our whole our whole experience. In that, it's the same mm-hmm. thing. And I do want to say thank you, Daniel, because you have always been transparent in this group. People, it, it just on our team, you can say as much or as little as you want. So mm-hmm. I know what it takes to be so open. Oh, yeah. And so um, I'm glad you pushed me to make sure we do a show like this. And there's going to be mm-hmm. many more shows because the point is the show is about conversations that need to happen. You will notice, my dear sweet listeners and watchers, that... Um, n- we can have a show that is about uh, that starts with I want to talk about the queer community. And in the end, my whole point is to show that in the end, it's about all of us. And I support and cheer on like I want you people out there who need to realize you you are allowed to exist in a space. I encourage you to go to pride. If you have no one, it's okay. There's a lot of us there that are safe for you. Uh, come to the main I'll stage. There. I'll be at Holly's going to be there. Yes. <laughs> come to our, our booth. Come to the stage. 
You're gonna I'm going to try to do Tulsa Pride for the first time this year. You're going to do Tulsa Pride, which is great. I love it. They Tulsa, uh, Oklahoma has the by square footage for a very long time until LA uh, expanded theirs. Has the largest uh, square footage uh, LGBT center in the nation. And I used to say, so I volunteered there, and I used to say it was because they needed it more than anyone and there is a beauty so pride there is so much fun and go and enjoy it and here's the thing we said uh with the pride people pride is for everyone yes. everyone because yes. we need to look at that sea of it's going to be like sixty thousand people this year and we need to realize oh my god sixty thousand people who just accept me there is nothing like that it's transforming so i just want to tell our listeners please feel free to reach out to us please feel free to comment on everything please feel free to take the conversation and move it forward it's our only way it's why we exist on this show uh it's why uh what we should be doing the more we learn to talk the better our culture can be and the whole reason i think we're in the mess that we're in is we've we've stopped we've stopped talking to each other and that, I'm too loud for that bullshit. I'm too loud. And oh, we, we should need do this that. again. I, yes, we should. I, I'm, I I'm totally pick, for it. I yes, want to piggyback off what you've yes. been saying. Um, if you're coming to Spokane Pride, which is June 10th. Yes. Um, Here we go. If, you are, if it's your first Pride. My first Pride was last year. Yeah. And I mean, it was kind of like pulling teeth to get me to go. I was nervous. I was scared. And I didn't really have anyone to go with. Some yeah. friends from a group of mine pushed me to go and I'm so glad they did. So I want to say this is me pushing you to go. Yeah. And I want to say if you're scared, oh, well, I have no one to go with. Well, Johnny will be up front. Yeah. I'll be in the crowd. You yeah. find me in the crowd, stick with me. Yeah, I'll be there for you. And if you want to do I'll something, we have a street team and we have a booth and we need help. And so if you want to hang out with cool people, there we are. So we're going to be right there. And you can even meet and maybe some shirtless men. Yeah. What are you talking about? Maybe. Have you been to Pride? Lots. But yes, we'll have our own shirtless fans. And also you can meet you can meet Kurt and decide if you're gonna put him in the cool category or not. It's just it's just what I say. He might do he might do his Oh Kurt. Right. He might do his famous butt dance for you. Just don't let me see it because I throw up. But what is there? But I do want to just say thank you both for doing this. Anytime. This is an important conversation. And Holly, just like you said, this is a conversation that needs to happen again. And it doesn't need to be confined to May. I think that's hilarious no. that we no. do. I would love, if you guys wanted to do a monthly one, I right? would be so game for that. have these conversations. Yeah, because we run into like different parts of the year where it yeah. can be stressful yeah. and different mm-hmm. things that happen. And I want to p- piggyback on one, one of the things you said was the job I just left I was actually hired in as the manager, which was very fun. And <laughs> by the time I left, we had a great rapport, but we had three or we had two unspoken mottos, no judgment, safe place. Hallelujah. And that's what all, anytime surveys came back, that's what they always said. Yeah. And that's always my goal. Mental health is just as important as your physical health, because if you don't have it, you will not yes. be physically, you're not yeah. healthy. Period. End of story. And it can debilitate you. You know, like we talk about, oh, I threw my back out and your whole world changes. It's the same thing when your mental health is taking a hit. Absolutely. Changes your whole life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So 
thank you both again i want to say to our listeners remember we uh our show drops every tuesday you can go to thequeercentric.com please go it comes in video and audio <laughs> like so if you i mean if you like to see our pretty faces you can watch that or if you're in the car i would suggest i not knew looking i should have dressed better face. today <laughs> i was like <laughs> well now you're dressed up now you're gonna be on again so i mean there's I min- yeah yeah and I, listen i'll come from work and i'll be all dressed up and, and listen and we come as we are that's how we do it in this space. That's Absolutely. how we ask that you do it. Don't worry about nothing. Um, so I just want to thank everybody and thank you for watching. Remember, there's always someone to reach out to. And even if we are not qualified to be helpful, guess what? We have resources. We can get you to the people that can help you. So don't be afraid. Even when you feel like there's no one around you, there's someone. Look at Daniel uh, just watching how you have blossomed, as we used the word earlier. Um, this is what we do. And this is what... When I say a cheerleader, it's why I take pride in that. And I don't bother to listen to people who use it as a derogatory term to me. I want to be a cheerleader because at the end of the day, that's all that matters. So remember to do that. Check in all the time and and watch our top five lists on YouTube. And before we sign off, yeah. I just want to say Daniel the Intern here. Every Sunday and Monday yeah. uh, on the Queer Centric Facebook page. And we're working on Instagram as well. We will be doing lives with Daniel the intern. Yep. If you want to cool. go on and chat with us and talk to us about whatever, right? Yeah, come on on Sundays. Or if any of you in studio want to be a guest, let us know. Right. Right. I mean, listen, right. many of you remember Barb Sylvie. She was on that, and boy, did we get a reaction because that woman's not afraid. <laughs> and I'm so sad she's retired from being a school teacher because that is the advocate you want in your corner. So remember, everybody, we are here to love. So let's do that. And until next time, bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. One, two, three, four.